A few years ago, I played duplicate bridge. And of course, the object is to beat your opponents at each table throughout the room as you go from one table to another. Often I had some problems with this because I just couldn't picture Jesus or Paul trying to beat the other people. And I began praying, asking God to help me to get loose from the duplicate bridge, and he did. I've been involved in many types of competitions from the time I was a child. It is such a way of life, and for some of us it is a strong way of life, and I was one of those people. I'm not completely free. I watch football right now, but I'm aware of many of the problems, and I'm rather overwhelmed when I see some of the things they come up with which are so opposite from being possible. Two of the things in 2020 have been the campaign of the NFL to eliminate racism. When most of the football players on the teams today are black people. I I mean, it's just kind of mind-boggling to me. And yet their goal is to eliminate racism. And the second thing is to stop hate. They are putting that on the goalpost of some of the NFL teams this year. Stop hate. (laughs) I mean, it's just, you have to laugh a little bit because really, you, you take someone who hits you, your immediate reaction as a human being is to strike back. That's what the flesh does. Only if we're controlled by the Spirit of God are we able to, so to speak, turn the other cheek. So some of these things are completely impossible to do. From the time we are a small child, aren't we taught to beat the other people in in our classes, to rise to the top, to be better than everybody else? This is called emulation in Galatians chapter 5. It's a work of the flesh. And of course, we love to do this because we have this flesh we live in. There's going to be a conflict as long as we live on this earth between our flesh and what it wants to do and what the Spirit of God would lead us to do. The flesh and the Spirit are completely opposite, and you must not think that your flesh is going to get any better because it is not. It is flesh. Each of us have to settle our own lives with God in what he wants us to do and how we can handle it. But there is an enormous pull of the flesh for each of us who live on this earth. Some people have it by trying to outdo the other people in the way they dress and to look a certain way in their physical appearance. Some try to be better cooks 
and outdo the other people. They're proud of their cooking. But this pride of man is a problem to contend with. As long as we live on this earth, one way or another, it rises up. It rises up in young children. You can watch them and watch what they do, and you will see it rise up. After we have been given the Spirit of God, we have the power to contend with our flesh. And even then, it can be a major challenge. At this present point in time in the United States, there is a very serious matter going on, and it is presidential elections. For so often, what will happen to you if you get involved in watching it on news or if you get involved in voting, which I do not do voting at all. And so many organizations try to get you to vote today. NFL is one of them. I know they took such great pride back when I was at the Bridge Center in voting. They wore little buttons saying, I voted. And it would be unthinkable for them, for a person who did not register to vote and did not vote, such as I was. I just kept my mouth shut around them. Nobody asked me, and I didn't tell anything. What the Bible tells me to do is pray for those in authority. And it is so difficult to think of yourself praying for a president if you hate the president. Plus, you've come into hatred, which is a sin. So keeping ourselves in the midst of all of these worldly things is something that we have to be aware of and attempt to do through God and overcome. A lot of people think that because we say we're Christians and we believe in Jesus and we believe in the blood of Jesus cleansing us from our sins, that that's all we have to do. But it isn't. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus says, Them that overcome... That's the key, them that overcome these things of this world. Let's look at Revelation 3, 5. Jesus says, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father, and before his angels. We overcome the works of the flesh each time we recognize what the flesh is getting ready to do and we call on God for help. Please don't let me say that. Please don't let me do that. And God helps us. I've never had a time when God didn't help me after I've called on him for help. And sometimes he's helped me before I have called on him for help. But I have often asked God not to let me say that thing that I know my flesh is trying to rise up and say. And not to let me do that thing which my flesh is wanting me to do. 
I hope each person listening to this is aware of what the works of the flesh are. Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 tells us, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like. If we look at these specific things, idolatry. Idolatry could be something like extreme admiration for a person who earns a lot of money on this earth, that you idolize almost that person, looking to see how he did it. Could be idolatry toward a movie star or an actress, an actor. Could be idolatry toward a great scientist. It could be anything where we are worshiping the created more than the creator, where we focus on what they did and fail to realize God is the one who gave them those gifts that enable them to be able to do these great things. If you worship the created above the creator, you put yourself in great danger toward being turned over to a reprobate mind. This is in Romans chapter 1. When we look at a mountain, what do we see? We see the beauty of the mountain. But what I think of is God created the heavens and the earth. And that keeps me at that point in time. I have a great respect for acting. I have to be very careful in this area. A few days ago, I was watching them praise a great comedian and the Holy Spirit rose up in me to say what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul and I I said that's right and I had to get a grip on my fleshly emotion of praising that great comedian and come back to the reality that it is God who enables us to do the things that we're able to do on this earth. And all praise has to be directed to God rather than to the human being. Witchcraft, which is a work of the flesh, is upholding superstitions, clicking glasses together at a table, before your meal would be an example of witchcraft. You're trying to wish that other person well. At least that's my impression of what one is trying to do. Sometimes it will get plugged into us. The number 13 is unlucky. Because these are things the world says. 
And we live in this world, and we've lived in this world since we were born, and many of these things are planted inside us. And as we go along, we learn to uproot these things through prayer and through turning to God when we recognize that we're following something, that we really are believing something that has been put into us by this world. Several years ago, I lived in Clovis, New Mexico, USA, where my mother was. At that time, a couple of Baptist women came across my path. They were going out to the graveyard on Memorial Day to put flowers on graves. I, I was really horrified at this idea of doing this. It's so pagan. What does it testify to? That you are going out there and putting flowers on a grave where a dead person is buried? What does this testify to? Does this testify to the resurrection or to death? And I told him, I said, I just can't see a Christian choosing to do such a thing. It's just a pagan act of this world. And one of the two Baptist women says, well, it makes me feel better. That's strictly a fleshly emotion. I don't think either one of the two women turned to God with this issue, and that's what we should do. When it is called to our attention that we're going in a pagan way, really, we should turn to God. What do you want me to do? I've certainly turned to God many times over this football thing because my mind tells me that I sh shouldn't be going to these things. I shouldn't be a part of it. My flesh, of course, wants to be a part of it. So there's a struggle here. And for many years, this has been a struggle in me. I've not resolved it yet. I do try to control my flesh through the Spirit of God as I watch football games. But I sadly confess that I still watch them. So you're going to have to work through these things yourself. There are some things I just find I can't do, like the clicking glasses together, and I guess that's to wish each other well in this life. I can't do that unless I'm sure that other person is following God. And, of course, if that other person is following God, they're not going to be clicking glasses together anyway. When that happens to me, when I'm with the people who do this, I just don't make any effort to re raise my glass, and they just ignore me. This has been the pattern in the past. I'm not with them nowadays, but in the past when I was with them, that's what I did, and it didn't say anything. They just went on with what they wanted to do. But we should be aware of what we're doing as Christians. We should be aware of what we are doing. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance. Here's another one, variance. Variance is to vary with that other person, to debate, to argue, to strive, to outdo the other person. Emulation is to exalt ourselves above the other person. Often it's done by copying the other person, but to outdo the other person. 
to have that as our goal. I've had to fight many of these things. Jesus made himself of no reputation. I kept that scripture before me for several months and really tried to live by that, not trying to exalt myself in any way by that which I do or that which I say. It's a very strong pull of the flesh. Wrath is one of the works of the flesh. That means to basically want to see your enemies get what is coming to them. It's wanting vengeance. And that has to be controlled also. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. These recent protests that we've seen in the United States where people get out in the streets and carry lighted uh, staffs and loot businesses and break windows and do all sorts of civil disobedience because a black person was shot. A few days ago, I was with Pam Paget, with whom I share a house, and we were out in the car, and it was sundown, and I said to Pam, oh, Pam, be very careful. And if you do run over somebody, please be sure it's a white person that you've run over. There is so much foolishness going on today between things like races. As children of God, how can we participate in this? God showed me this present earth will never be righteous. Don't make that your goal. He showed me by that scripture in Second Peter chapter 3 that we look for righteousness in the new heaven and new earth. This present earth will not be righteous no matter how much work you do to try to make it righteous. It will not be righteous. Let's look at Second Peter chapter 3. Start at verse 10. Peter says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Verse 13. Nevertheless we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. This is the verse of scripture that was called to my attention by the Holy Spirit when he was trying to correct me in my thinking that this world can be made into a better place. It is not going to happen. Evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived, says Paul in Second Timothy chapter 3. Verse 13, it's going to be the new heaven and the new earth that we look forward to 
for only righteousness will be in the new heaven and new earth. In the meantime, how should we live? Well, it's certainly not protesting out in the streets. I'm sure of that. He says, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him, of Jesus, in peace, without spot and blameless. At the moment Jesus returns to take the church out, we need to be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. And the only way we can do that is a continual turning to God and keeping our flesh under the control of the Spirit of God, putting away fleshly goals, which are impossible to do, and going in the way of the Spirit, which fulfills the law when we go in the way of the Spirit. We can't fulfill the law by the letter of the law or by making lists of things that we will no longer do. We're just setting ourselves up for failure if we do that. But we can, throughout the day, attempt to control our flesh by the Spirit of God who dwells in us and reminds us of things of God so that we can choose God over what our flesh wants to do. That's the only way that I know of to overcome on this earth. And I think it's an extremely scriptural way. Romans 8, the first part of Romans 8 is totally about controlling the flesh by walking in the Spirit of God. And Paul starts that off. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. There's no condemnation in those who follow the Spirit. But there is condemnation if we turn our flesh loose and follow the flesh. So among the works of the flesh are idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, and revilings. That word revilings would be the partying that we see in this generation. And Paul says, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Therefore, it's very important. It's critical for us who are Christians that we keep our flesh crucified with Christ by the word of God and that we walk in the things that are of God by the Spirit of God. But it is something that is a constant struggle while we're on this present earth. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.